G'day, welcome to the mailbag. It's Sin City podcast time. It's Monday morning. We're still racing for now. And well, I'm not sure the breeders would necessarily be happy that we're still racing. There's been massive cuts to prize money coming up in the championships, which I guess had to happen. But uh, as always, I'm joined by two prized money loaded up gentlemen in Rob Scurry and Mark Roden. You've both delved into your fair share of prize money over the years, haven't you, boys? I don't know where you're getting that from, but yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, Marcus, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, Rob. Oh, look, there, there, I, I haven't told the Markham story um, yet, which is a horse that ran third in the Melbourne Cup in 97, so that was a bit of prize money I missed. Um, yeah, basically offered a shared in it and went to the private school instead, but, you know, I can expand on that. It doesn't haunt me too much, don't worry. Oh, look, it was uh, it was a it was a day at Rose Hill. I'm not sure I can describe it any more excitingly than that. Uh, Mark, how'd you find the day overall? Uh, I was about square on the day on the punt. I'm a bit annoyed because I, I I read the pattern pretty spot on, and it was going to be on pace. It was going to be you know rails and run was a plus, and probably a bit off the fence in the straight, but panned out exactly that way. But I couldn't quite convert. I had a couple of near misses, but. Didn't do any damage in the in the uh, overall wash up. Rob, uh, it was probably a similar story for yourself. Uh, look, I actually ended up losing um, personally. The, you know, the, the advice was was a small loss, but personally, um, yeah, I, I couldn't pull a trick by the end, and it was, it was a very, you know, I pulled out a very decent bottle of wine just because you know <laughs> it could be all over. You know, just just bloody drink it. Uh, drown the sorry so um but yeah got it got out on sunday uh, in a little two hour little in run betting session a um, bit of a story there too but um yeah so i was all right by sunday night but saturday night i was i was in a pretty, pretty sad way all right well we'll start at, <laughs> we'll start at race two and we'll just gradually just work our way through the card race two is the 1400 meter two-year-old event the group three um, and tom marquand with holyfield for the marin eustace team Held off untamed, gap to third with time is precious. Rob, we'll start with yourself. Race two, thoughts? Well, I, I, I was keen to bet there's one horse here, Return with Honour, I've been kind of keen to uh, sort of get involved with for a while. Um, and, yeah, the way it was written, it was given no chance um, on the day. The other small player I had was Time is Precious, who had more of the run but not quite good enough against the boys. Um the winner um, on pace, second on, uh, on pace, on fence, um, you know, mark the card of the meeting. I thought the way this race finished off and, and how good the pomp Tom Mark won. Yeah, Mark, uh, you were very uh, effusive with your praise towards uh, Tom Markwind. Uh, yeah, I haven't got him to myself, but he's done me, done me quite a few favours uh, in the short time he's been here. Um, I had a, I backed the first winner, so I was attacking this race with a bit of confidence. Um, I got it a bit wrong. I, I decided the Black Opal form was no good, and so I was keen to bet around it. So I ended up on I Am Swerving and Time is Precious, who actually ended up jumping about equal favourite. Um, so the market was kind of with me there. But um, Highfield uh, got the perfect run, perfect ride um, uh, coming through the Black Opal. Actually, I, I actually marked Holyfield half the price of Return with Honour. Um, because of the map, it was the only one out of the black opal I, I wanted anything to do with, but um, but I, I didn't have him short enough to back, and I lost on the race. And yeah, I mean, and I think the run of untamed out of gate one really uh, was giving us a lead as to the track pattern, even this early. Yeah, spot on. And 
What about Huey here on Return with Honor? Okay, so you got a wide gate. Go back to last. Good yeah. move. All right. Spot on there. And then um, uh, I think it was 100 wide. I sent you a message after those. He's gone 100 wide on the turn. And, um, yeah. Oh, the horse has got, got a nice action. It's kind of loomed into it. And then, yeah. nah. Ends up in the, yeah, no. Nah. Well, you, you could be wide in the straight. You could be mid to wide in the straight, but you could not. if you Once you circumnavigated, you were finished. So he was done. Oh, yeah. straight, really, yeah. Yeah, could have got out in the run because he did loom into it, but yeah, it, there's just no way that was, the horse was oh, going to finish off with the run. It had spied all bullets making that wide run around the turn. He could have just stayed on the fence, just tried to pick his way through, and, you know, even if he... Um, old mate Drew used to say it, I'd, I'd, I'd rather... Um, a horse, you know, be unlucky but given a chance by, you know, riding to, to the pattern of the track than, yeah. you know, to give a yeah. no chance by going into the wrong ground. And he gave this no chance, Brian. Yeah. Right, look, I'm sure we'll get back to Hugh a little bit later on. Uh, race <laughs> three was a Tolik over 2,000. Three-year-old race, quick thinker. Uh, Rob, good result here for yourself. Yeah, I just, just thought this got out to a backable price. I remember seeing a parade uh, in its previous start, and I thought that was a much better lead-up race with the Phillies into this uh, than, um, you know, uh, the second favourite, which did look, you know, the second best pick in Zabrowski, which was off a Wednesday, uh, Kenzo. But, yeah, I think qu- Quick Thinker just, just looked like a bet. And it wasn't 240 anymore. Like, I, I was sort of getting $293, $293, and I just thought, you know, J-Mac, it just, just seemed to have a class edge. And, you know, the way this race is handicapped, um, you know, they're all, they're all carrying uh, 56 kilos. I just, just thought he was a good thing. And it, it, it was a pretty easy watch. Yeah, Except was, when he jumped off the fence, so I was a little bit concerned when he jumped off the fence. I said, "What's he doing there?" But you know, J Mac knows best. Yeah, J Mac was uh, in fine form for the vast majority of the card there on Saturday. Uh, Mark, did you have a play in race three? I didn't. I'm. Yeah, I thought Quick Thinker was one of the strongest form and form lines, uh, and then you had the two sort of untapped improvers, Zabrowski and Pride of Adelaide. Ended up staying out, could easily, yeah, in retrospect, could easily have been on the winner, but I let it go. This uh, Pride of Adelaide's got a fair bit of ability, but um, Nathan Doyle up at Newcastle's got his uh, work cut out because he's got a few tricks. He just refuses to settle. Uh, even I mean, they had blinkers on him first up, and he looked to pull himself into the ground and won by about ten lengths, and they took the blinkers off. And he settled a bit better at Hawkesbury, but even with the shades off, he pulled his head off on Saturday. So he's um, he's a bit mad, the horse, obviously, and he's um, going to have his work cut out harnessing that uh, ability going forward. We'll go to race four. Uh, Rob, you did mention Eliferous before. Uh, he got done by Knight's Watch. Again, J-Mac on board. Uh, it was pretty much unwanted Knight's Watch. It drifted right out. Eliferous was pretty solid there late, and uh, the money that came for Maid of War was uh, misguided. It didn't really fire a shot, and Lifeless Ordinary was a little bit plain, but arguably a bit too far back in the worst ground as well. But, uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. Race four, your thoughts? Look, I, I um, let it go on, on the unit. I couldn't really see a play here, um, but I, I had a big crack in play on Eliferous. I just thought it found the right spot, only to be done by J-Mac, who, you know, took... Night's watch back beautifully on a on a on a, on a day, and and he rode for that luck, and he got it, and just just nutted me, and um, yeah, I, I was in a you know I was very sad. I thought I thought Oliferous was gonna get there, and didn't quite get there. Just didn't quite 
put put it away. Um, but yeah, perfect ride from Gun, and you know, I just I just kept firing at that eight dollars. They kept giving me eight dollars in the run. And I, th- I, th- I thought it was it was it was the perfect bet, and I got close. But yeah, sad. Uh, Mark, anything race four? Yeah, I've been waiting for House of Cardio. I think I've mentioned on this mm. show a couple of times. Um, thought this was a good race for it, even though it was thirteen fifty after two thousand. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen dollars in the morning. Jumped nine. Um, just, yeah, it's another forgive run. Really, it was it's a torturous watch. He, he drew twelve, so he was going to have to be a bit clever to get either outside lead or one one. But he tried to. But when he when he tried to press on. Um, Tom Mark Wand on Mount Deborah saw him coming. You know, just his competitive instincts kicked in and said, I'm not going to have the, uh, the death for nothing here and just raced him for about 300 metres. Yeah. Steve Clark's not going to hand up on the billion to one chance, Jamara. And so it was just, and it was still kicking at the 300. It was, I thought it was a huge run. Um, hopefully it's not flattened and there is a race for her down the track, but uh, had excuses. And I did have something on Mount Deborah because I thought it did get the lead on my map. But um, firstly, the, um, the tactical geniuses at uh, Camp Snowden told him not to lead and then um, <laughs> I, I didn't foresee Clark going berserk on the rocky either so that the map was in, in shreds uh, so it did me money um, yeah made of all was obviously back because of Drew 2 and is an on pacer but out of, out of it depth. taking 3 to 1 made of all in a race like that you'd have to have a talk to yourself after that I think <laughs> it's great though it's great though you oh, know, it great. just shows that the, yeah. the market is doesn't know everything you know yeah. they don't always know um, yeah, look, I, I, I like House of Cartier as a type, and I, I think I had a, a silly bet on it first up at a, at a big price when it ran well, you know, triple figures. I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't see the value in the ten dollars. Obviously, eighteen was about, you know, you've done well there, but um, yeah, it's, it's run huge, and um, you know, maybe back to mare's grade or something. Um, yeah, they can find a race for that. The Group Three, twelve hundred meter event, race five. Uh, was won by Vega Days, and if you really ignored its last start, it was very findable. Um, I thought Manicure's run was was good first up. To my eye on the parade, it had a little bit to come, but I still thought it walked out really nicely. And then uh, old mate, the special K, Kementari, back with a uh, vengeance for those who backed it and ran third. Uh, Rob, you were one of those. Would you like to recap Kementari's performance? <laughs> uh, look, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit dark with it. I, I've missed Vega Days with Tom Marquand here. Um, he, I've described him as a bit of a dude. He's a laid-back character with uh, a lot of, you know, you know, like a wait-for-age kind of personality. Like, like he's a proper horse, proper trier. Um, but yeah, Tom Mark Wandon, he's done really well to win. Kim and Tari, I just, just, I just kept seeing speed everywhere. Speed. This is drawn one. Old Huey's just got to just, you know, bide his time. The horse has got natural toe. He's just going to sit in behind them, and I could just see at the five, six dollars. I think Matt. Um, Mark, you said on the little birdie pot, he was a good bet at five, six dollars, and I came around to that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, thought, thought tactical advantage looked like it improved. Oh, Lizzie said the same thing. I think um, you know, a bit, bit dark that Lizzie gets to look at him in the flesh, and I don't. Um, but anyway, power to her. She's an industry participant; she can do what she likes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kem, Kem and Tari, thanks, Huey. Um, you know, just go to the inside, the slightly not quite as good ground, um, and then he's. I think the horse has run well, and he's, he's probably been a bit kind to it the last 100 metres. He hasn't beaten the shit out of it, unlike uh, Tommy Mark one. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, your thoughts on race five? Um, yeah, I'm back to commentary. It wasn't a huge bet, but I, I'll get more than happy to own up to it. As I said, five, six dollars, he was, he was backable. It's not like previous first up runs where he's been about 220 or 
around that range and got beaten. Uh, I also had back Vega days and tactical advantage. So first, third and fourth were the three bets. Uh, not a bad winning race. Um, Marquand didn't actually beat the shit out of Vega days or anything. It was more, you know, the hands and heels. He's strong and didn't really have to touch it in the last, oh, I wouldn't say the last 100, last 50, but he, he, he once Manicure headed him and he uh, he seemed to have him covered in the last 50. And it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's just got so, incredible, uh, incredible strength in his arms and legs. I think more than his whip riding. Yeah, he, he didn't beat. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was just 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 a dark. He look, he's he's a, like a wet track type. Vega days. He, he's yeah. like athletic, kind of light lightly framed, but still kind of a tall horse, you know. And he's got his wet track, and he's got Tom Marquand. Yeah. And um, yeah, look, I, I I was keen to bet in the races. I thought Bill and I was a false favourite. You said Mark right, that right. that you know, three year old form is 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 sus, especially the Phillies form. So. Um, yeah. I, I was keen. I thought she'd she'd knock up, and she did. And um, yeah, Vega days. I thought it was under. It was up in class and distance, up to twelve hundred, and was going to have to use petrol to get to lead her outside lead. And the other one I wanted to bet against was Handle the Truth. They just had none on the map. I thought, and it was it was a pretty pretty hard in the market. Second, third favourite. There we go again. You know, like they don't always know who was betting these horses. They had they had yeah. none. Yeah, you know, you got you got a horse like Fell Swoop who, who can almost take a position in, in a thousand meter race. So the the pace was clearly going to be on, mm-hmm. um, and you know, good strong wet tracker with you know, fit. Great. Anyway, we've spent enough time. Pete, race six <laughs> was the Tankard. Uh, in the end, it was a very fast run race, five point five lengths fast to the six hundred, courtesy of a mid race move with uh, Dancer Terrier going towards the front. At least it made the race vaguely more interesting than what it was otherwise. Very elegant, killed them. Mark, you first. Anything in race six? N- not as a bet. I ended up almost with the market. My market and the actual market were very, very similar, so I stayed out. Um, Speaking to Dicko on Friday on the Little Birdie podcast, he was half trying to talk me into Avilius. Um, glad I didn't listen to that. Although he was saying he thought it would drift in the market, which it didn't. Um, he thought after last week there might be a, a bit more intent on him, but there wasn't. It was it settled last or second last, I think. So, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah he, he finished, absolutely finished for all time on anything other than a heavy 10 for me. Mustard um, G is a really nice 2500 metre horse, but I'm not sure where they're going. He's not in the Sydney Cup market. Um, nothing's in the Sydney Cup market except for Young Rascal. I don't know what's happening in that race. I mean, it probably won't be run if there is that. But, um, yeah, all these horses that look like they might be going there, Mustard G, Mugatu and Master Wine, none of them are entered in the Sydney Cup, so I don't know what to make of that. Very elegant, um, got the, the tempo one and the conditions for suit and everything in her favour, and she showed just how good she is. She's a, she's a top, top fast man. And, yeah, how good. Chris Waller is that horse used to be a head case a year ago, and he's, he's got her doing the the perfect Waller thing, which is you know relaxed walking around. And just a shout out to uh, Hong Kong Darren here. Um, didn't see the dance interior coming until it was almost at the lead. Anyone else notice that? Yeah, far I, out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that not a little bit sus? You know, a bit of team riding possibly from the Chris Lee's camp. Uh, possibly. Possibly uh, to advantage, to advantage what Mustajir, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, possibly. This, um, this, this, the horse itself, Dancetiria, had good overseas form, but has not been able to pick its feet up if, uh, out here in about four or five starts now. It's just shown absolutely nothing. 
uh, I, I thought this is its best run. You know, it was still there at the like the th- two three hundred, and you know, he has taken off on a, on a faster run race. Um, you know, maybe down in class or something. It can it can All do right, something, but probably not. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, just, I'd just be happy to be betting next week, next time. Yeah, that's you know? a fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I was a bit annoyed here because um, yeah, I, I actually had a, a exacta uh, the winner to beat Avilius and uh, cheers, yeah. cheers, Huey. Um, so you know, <laughs> and it, yeah. Actually, Oh, it was awful, mate. It was. All, I'm like, oh, you, oh, you're kidding. Oh, it was. It, it was that. And then the photo that came up. I'm like, oh, I've been done. Could be a dead heat. No, no, you've been done. It's that kind of day. You know, you've been done. So, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, not, not happy after that. Anyway, we move on to the, uh, the, the binary, which I thought was a pretty good race. Yeah, it was uh, just on Hugh Bowman. He will serve a suspension from the fifth of April through to the twenty fourth for not fully riding his mount out to the finish. Uh, the Vinery Stud Stakes, Rob, 2,000 metres, Group 1 for Phillies. They've gone 14.6 lengths slow to the 600. And really, I think it was probably about a 450 to 500 metre race in the end. Shout the bars, won the prize. Uh, Probabil's done everything it could possibly do without winning, but it was almost impossible, I would imagine, given the tempo they went up front. Um, I thought it was a great ride on Probabil early to try and outride and outmanoeuvre Funstar. Just wasn't quite enough in the end. Mark Roden, race seven. Did you have any interest in the winner shout the bar or did you stay out of the race? No, I backed probably. I had probably Bill going for a pretty reasonable result, actually. And I think what you said is right. Um, K McAvoy on strike rates and what we've seen over the last couple of months has not been at his best. Um, I don't think he's been riding absolutely terrible, but things aren't quite falling for him. He's maybe 5% off, which is enough to get you beaten. And I think... I was very pleased to see him ride positively in the first couple of hundred. But I think, and this might be nitpicking, but I think he then handed up to Funstar, yep. handed the death up to Funstar too easily. And then um, it could have actually been worse because as the Argo, I think it was, whipped around to outside lead. And then there were a couple of others in the three-wide three wide line that I thought were going to do the same. I thought, shit, he could end up back near last year. But he ended up sort of midfield, and it was just one pair two back. And... Um, yeah, he hasn't done much wrong, but if he'd just been, considering how slow they were going too, if he'd just decided to, to hold that position and he wouldn't have had to do any work to do it, he probably wins, I think. And I think OP Boston probably wins on it, and I'm certain Team Mark Horn wins on it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, brilliant ride, higher on us on the winner. Um, just shows you when they go that slow. I mean, probably on Funstar in fast run races would beat these by as far as you could kick your hat. So it just shows you when you get a pace that slow, anything can happen. Rob, what are we doing with this race going towards the Oaks? Oh, look, I, um, I thought, I thought, um, you know, Nudge looked perfect, Waller. You know, I, I think I wouldn't be getting too far away from, you know, I, I think that's ticking along nicely. Um, I, I was keen to back Probabil, but but not on on a on a heavy track. Um, I, I think it was more towards the heavy than a slow. Um, certainly by this stage, um, and, and Funstar. Um, you know, lightly framed thing. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. You know, I thought she was suited on, on on type. You know, the breeding. She's an athletic, lightly framed kind of wet track type. So, um, yeah. Look, shout shout out to you know Adam Hieronymus, the best jockey not to have won a Group One. Um, maybe you know, poor man's Tom Marquand. He's in that similar kind of um, gives them every chance, pushes them out, always positive. 
got to love Hippo, and um, I'm, I'm wrapped that he got the result here. Um, but yeah, pers- personally, it was a stay out race. Um, you know, shout out to Lizzie, she found she out the bar. I, you know, I, I didn't know what to compare it to, I'd never seen it. You know, it's it's, it's off Wednesdays, isn't it, Mark? This 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 group one winner, sorry, what's that? What was that? Sorry. It, it, this this winner shout the bars. It's off, it's off Wednesday runs, isn't it? Like I, I'd never seen it in the flesh, so I, I couldn't you know make really a, a comment in it, or, or it's certainly a bet. Um, it, it I'd love to Wednesday have been, seen it. Yeah, it was Wednesday runs. Then that um, it was uh, second in that Kendall Grange yeah. Phillies race behind Asiago. Again, yeah. Which so, yeah. I've, I've never seen race. I've never seen the horse. I've never seen the horse. How can I tip the horse? Uh, if I've never seen it, especially I thought it was, you know, I thought the two good fillies had had a bit of a mortgage on the race, but um, yeah. Anyway, move on. Well, talking about with Probabil potentially now going towards the Oaks, the initial thought was the horse wouldn't be going, and then Jamie Richards this morning, in a few of the news publications, was talking almost about they will reconsider if the horse pulls up okay. Are we following any of these horses going towards the Oaks, or are we looking at different form? Well, something has to win it. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know if uh, if they're going off Saturday's run because I would have thought the knock on Probabil and the Oaks was twenty four hundred. Mm. Um, and if they're saying, "Oh well, she found the line really well at the end of two thousand there," I wouldn't be falling into that because that wasn't a two thousand meter race, uh, as we've touched on. So if they're using that as a guide to getting the twenty four hundred, I'd be a little bit wary of that. Spot on. Okay. So, race. Yeah. Jog. Yeah, a jog and a sprint. That was. It was, it was a you know, just a nice piece of work. It was just, got- just looking at the betting on the Oaks, the, the fun star probably all shout the bar on the top three. Um, wins it. So this will be two weeks away if we get there. The, the interesting runner, just looking at the um, futures betting, is Colette, a uh, good open thing that's been uh, lighting them up on the provincial circuit over the middle distances. So it, it could be the, the different form. And the other one is the Mexican in Paradis, although I think oh, yeah. last uh, last start, Damien Oliver did express maybe a few concerns over the horse getting over 2,000. They thought potentially it might be uh, a bit too brilliant for it, but I don't know. It looks like a pretty dry race anyway. Um, we'll head to race eight, the Emancipation Stakes, 1,500 Group 2. Positive piece, put itself into the race on speed and won another race. But overall, is a slowly run race, two and a half lengths slow to the 600. I was with Ammon Geary. I'll probably stick with it again next start. Probably just a fraction too slow from Tommy Berry on board. And the horse seemed to fight back late. But, Rob, you would have been with Noir. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, look, um, yeah, I think the horse is flying. And it, it, it's, it gets a bad route because it, it puts in every start. Um, thanks, Kath. Like, this time it's jumped half half slow compared to the Kuma where it jumped out in front of the field and then she dragged it back. So she's jumped out half the slow. Um, and look, the, the wind is flying. It's just a horse that um, you know, I'm always going to struggle with. It's typical Baker holding its condition uh, through the grades. Just when you think it's had enough, nah, it's going to keep going. Um, I saw the footage with, with Bjorn cheering at home. He's, he's, a, he's a unit. You've got to love the guy. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think I've been against this horse every t- every start this campaign. Positive piece, even back to um, a Monday at uh, Warwick Farm when when it beat um, a Tommy Marquand, John O'Shea horse for me. Um, so that was you know that was bloody public holiday, fifty thousand dollar races, and here it is in a Group Two. Um, but yeah, look, I can't say you know no no, I was obviously a, should have been a place bet. You know she hasn't won in five hundred days. Um, she had the right spot. Um, but look. 
well, a lot of these are kind of hateful horses. Can we say that? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mark, any horse in this race that you really hate? Yeah, uh, positive piece. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. She's had such an incredible prep, and um, I, I don't know. I, she was backable. I'd certainly in the morning. I was going to race forward, and I think the reason I didn't back her or even send her out as a selection is because I've missed her four times in a row before this, and I thought oh, I can't really <laughs> jump in, especially and. I thought she was due to come up her peak three times in a row now. Mm. And I thought, well, no, this really is the afterthought. Uh, they reckon racing kind of shut down. They're <laughs> going to give her a, one throw at uh, black type on a seven-day backup before racing shuts down. Surely she's over the top now. Now, no, bolts in again. So I had something on Sweet Deal, which was just a dreadful, dreadful bet in retrospect, but probably not as bad as backing something like Bahuda Kawa, who was in the market again and had, had no hope with a pattern. But yeah. There we go. That, that, that was a, a strange <laughs> price. Yeah. They did it this week as well. It started favourite, you know. Like again, that's that's another reason I like Noir. You know, it always starts double the price of Putakawa or triple the price. Yeah. I think it's a better horse. I think we can say that now. Noir is a better horse than Putakawa. Well, we'll go to the last. Anyway, bit, bit more torture. Yeah, well, bit exactly. more torture. Exactly, a little bit more torture. Um, Cascadian, you know. Just, Personally, I've backed Mask of Time and Gulwa for some unknown reason. Thought they were both get into the right spot, and I get nailed by the third cat in the race of Cascadian. Um, anyway, it happens. Rob, do you want to start with this one? Uh, look, yeah, I, I think I backed Mask of Time when it got done by 50 stars uh, at, on a wet Rose Hill track, so that kind of stuck in my mind, plus the fact that um, he's, a, he's a very good type. Uh, mask of time mm. um so I, look he, he was going to go forward um so I, I made him a play and um old morris is, is one of mine i've won a lot of money on it i just just saw he's usually a horse that sweats and lathers and all this and um when i saw him on the tv he looked he looked kind of calm and relaxed maybe that's a bad sign from him but somebody thought he was a chance he was like you know hundreds into into 30s um old morris but you know on the pat it's 100 into 27 but on the pattern of the day, he never have a chance. Um, you know, I am Superman's so never going to get me again. Um, Cascadian, I dislike more than perfect, perfect piece. It's a horse that I absolutely unloaded on first up when Special Reward beat it, and Bossy was just just should have got it home. And then, of course, the next race it was, you know, flip one at fourteen. So I got my confidence is just rocked. Uh, after after Cascadian doesn't get there, and you know if it is, you know that that's a huge day. But um, Mask of Time uh, was was just just when I thought it was going to win, no. And I think I said to you, Mark, on the text on the day, you know, it, it's Mark Wan and, and, and J Mac who, who are the stars going to be the yeah. stars today, and here they were in the last, and I didn't have a, a multiple yeah. sticker on. So it was pretty pretty sick. Um, again, I, I think these are these are pretty, you know. Good Saturday horses at best, you know. They're you know, they're not that good. None of these horses are going to win the Doncaster. I'll touch on that in just a moment. Uh, Mark Roden, for yourself, did you have a play in the last? Yeah, back deal maker and uh, mask of time. This was this was awful to watch. Mm. Um, well, for me, it was had a slightly different uh, cast on it because I um, my Foxtel dropped out pretty much because the gates opened. So by the time I got the phone out and the tab up fired up. They were halfway home and Mask of Time was in the box seat, position A1 and absolutely bolting. I was, oh, so I just, all I got to see was the last 30 seconds of the race. 
hitting the front at the right time and then being nailed by bloody Tasmanian of all horses. He's done that to me before. I think I think it was Dealmaker he knocked off. Um, he was in the at last Randwick. Of Randwick one day. Um, with uh, Dealmaker was about seven or eight dollars and similar, similar thing. So. Yeah, it was a bit painful. It would have been a very good day if Mask of Time had held on, but there we are. There we are. We'll just touch on the Doncaster. Cascadian's in the market. Bit of a question mark whether or not it actually backs up into it. Do you guys have any early thoughts on the on the Donny? Um, not particularly. Um, question with George Ryder is George Ryder's usually the lead up into it. The, you know. The wait for age horses and um, dream, dream, dream horse. Yeah. You know, if if he's edging, bit of a win on him a few weeks ago. I think that's ticking along nice. Probably going to win it. Shared ambitions, interesting. Brandenburg's interesting. Um, I made. Barry. Oh yeah, yeah. Shared, shared ambition. That's that other. Waller thing in in the uh, auto bunch colours, I, yeah. I do like that horse. It, it, it's run the other day when it just got beat by Image was was enormous. So yeah, he'd probably be my my number one seat. I imagine it'll be a big field. Barriers will be key, and uh, if they run the meeting, will be key as well. <laughs> that's a. That's Does a... anyone want to hear how I how I got out? Of course, Rob. Go yes, of course. <laughs> All right, so so the kids have nicked off to do a little bit of um, watching movie in the cubby house, which they've made, which I'm in the room now, which has taken over this whole room. So I've got about two hours, a bit of in-run betting. I'm up and down, I'm up and down. I'm going all right. And then it comes to race four at sale. And I, and I see what I think is the uh, num, n- number th- number three. It looks to be trucking in the nice spot, running about fifth. So you know, bang, bang, you know, 25, 30 to one. A couple of hits on that, you know, to win about 700. Gets it around the corner. That's not the three. That's 13. Where's three? Three's last. (laughs) Oh, God. This thing called Florida Dream is last, and it's never going to get there. I leave the bet alone because people are offering me hundreds for my 20s, so I can't lay off. It switches lanes. It gets up in the last right from there i'm just golden i'm just going i'm getting photos i'm i'm has got a got a big big bet in race six which was button express i don't know how it gets home but it gets home and all of a sudden everything's changed and you know mm-hmm. buddy sunday night open another good bottle of wine this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so that was that that was sweet and if anyone does want any wine uh, get in touch do your special deal <laughs> Well, we've got nothing else to do at the moment, so we may as well. Um, I would ask for a horse to follow, but there's possibly no point, so uh, yeah. we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and um, we may well we may well talk next week. We may not. We'll wait and see what happens later this week if racing continues or not. Uh, as always, guys, it's been a pleasure. Mark Rudin yeah. to yourself. Your planned week ahead for Winning Edge Investments and Champion Bets looks like. Well, we've got 11 races at Newcastle tomorrow, so they'll call them up the minute I finish the form, I reckon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, just, just while, you know, you're all, we're all locked in, has anyone seen this Tiger Man on uh, on, on Netflix? It, if you like, you know, Spinal Tap and that sort of thing or mockumentaries, but this is true. It's, I, know, that's... I only watched half an hour of it last night. Incredible. Oh, just, it was episode. just too much for me to process. I watched the first episode yesterday and because I'd seen a bit of chat on Twitter about it and I, I thought it was a, a mockumentary, as you said, and it took me 
yeah, it took me a good 15 minutes to realise they were fair dinkum. It's um, pretty frightening, and it <laughs> explains the odd uh, election result you get over there too, I think. It's amazing, man. It's not a mockumentary. It's amazing. And, you know, that, the guy's, yeah, what's his name? Um, Eric Exotic or something? Jim Joe Exotic, Exotic yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe Exotic. And then you've got the, the lady who wants to steal his tigers. She yeah. reminded me a lot of Hillary Clinton. She just struck me as Hillary Clinton. Anyway, boys, um, you know, enjoy the lockdown. You know, if I was 20 years younger, I'd be loving it with no kids. Well, on that note, I'll speak to you both next week, potentially. Uh, go well, guys. Thanks very much. No worries. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Mark. Cheers.